about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. This program is called All In With The Lord. As we grow closer every day of our lives to the end of time, which everyone is, whether you know it or not, as we one day older, one day closer to your next birthday, one day closer to Christmas, one day closer to when Jesus comes back, and He is coming back. So the point of all of this is to talk about how we can take advantage of the free gift that He's given us through his death on the cross and the ability to pay the debt once and for all for all of our sins. So in as we talk about all this, there's been some there there's times in our lives when you you learn things and then there's times in the, your life we have revelation knowledge about things and then there's times in your life where you absolutely get it or you're starting to really get the job of the Lord and the Holy Spirit here in the earth. The important thing to realize is how much God, the creator of all, the universe, loves us, and how much he has, he has invested in you, each human being. Each one serves a purpose to God and has in them the plan that God put in you before the foundation of the earth. And if you're alive right now in this year or any year, but if you're alive right now, that's because you have a piece of the puzzle and you have, God has given you a gift to do a work for him right now in this time. There are people who would just burn up right now with the, the speed at which we're living life. As you grow older, you do realize things are going, seem to be going quite faster. But with technology and the world being one click away, things are going faster. Things are stepping up. Things are moving up. Sin is bounds in the whole earth. Sin is abounding. And, uh, but the Bible tells us, don't worry. Where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. So we're going to talk about grace, we're going to talk about mercy, and we're going to talk about faith, because it is faith that God has is interested in in each one of us. What is our faith? And it's not the place you go to church, I'll give you a hint. That is not your faith. Your faith is what you do every day with your thoughts, words, and actions. Are you using your faith? So let's start out by uh, talking about Hebrews 11, verse 3 to 19. I'm not going to read it all, but I'll go through it quickly. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That we now see, what that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So, before I go any further... Let's talk about that. By faith, we understand that. Do you believe that God created the universe by a command? That he gave a command and said, light be, and the whole entire universe 
began to exist and continues to expand at the rate of 186,000 miles per second. Do you believe that? Or don't you? Because it says, by faith, we understand that. So we can't see it. You, you have no r- visible recording. Uh, you have no video to watch of the day God created it. Not yet. When you get to, to heaven, he will show you. But right now, here on the earth, it's by faith that we believe that there is a divine creator who created the universe by giving the command, light be. And light began to exist, and earth began to, everything began to come together. All of the balance of everything in life came together because it came from things that we could not see, but it still exists. That's number one. By faith, we understand that. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain. By faith, not because it was more acceptable, but he believed it was more acceptable. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying, because God told him he would do it, and by faith he received it. By faith, Noah built a large boat when it never had rained, and he's out there building this boat by faith in what God had said to him. By faith, by faith, by faith. And question's going to become, what are you doing by faith? But right now, we are simply saying these things occurred. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him his inheritance. He had already been successful where he was, but God said, I want you to leave everything and go to a new land, and I will give you your inheritance. By faith, he left everything. Would you leave everything by faith? I don't know. Maybe God's not asking you to do that. He went without knowing where he was going. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child because she was already 100 years old, and they were laughing when the angel said, you're going to have a child. But by faith, they had one. Okay, so faith plays a very important role. All these people died, okay, so, uh, by faith. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. So, they didn't always receive everything while they were here, but they did receive God's promise as he promised. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. And he told him, take the boy up and I will provide a sacrifice. And uh, I, I'm telling you, Abraham, by faith, knew knew that his son, if, if, he, if he did have to sacrifice him, God would raise him up. He had the faith to believe that. And that's why God honored Abraham and, uh, and called him Abram, Abraham from Abram. So faith plays a very important role. Here in Hebrews 12, 1, and verse 1 and 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd, huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us, 
we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates the perf- and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Now, let's just read this back a little slower and go point out a few things. This is Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. We've already established that the heroes of the Bible did acts of faith. They believed God for something. What are you believing him for? And, and, and I'm not saying this in a, in a hypocritical way. I just want to challenge each one of us to think about what we're using faith for right now. So therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, people everywhere are witnessing your life. They are looking at you, wondering, you know, you go in, you talk about Jesus like you know him personally, and they want to see the fruit. They want to see your life. They want to see what it is that you, makes you different. And are you, I mean, we're surrounded. We're surrounded by that huge crowd of witnesses. So let's strip off anything that slows us down. What slows us down? I think the world right now, if you turn on the news, if you turn read the paper, if you wherever you turn, there are so many obstacles that would want to invade your mind and tell you how difficult it is to live life. Yet by faith, we know the one who created the whole universe. By faith, by faith. So the we are to get rid of the weight that slows us down. What's the weight? what's slowing you down? You say, well, I have a family to take care of. I have to work. I have to do this. I have to clean the house. I have to cook. I have to to do all these things. That's correct. But the Holy Spirit is in you if you've accepted Jesus. And if you haven't, we'll talk about that later. But the job of the Holy Spirit is to get the job done for you and help you in every way. So we have to get rid of anything that slows us down. That has to do with thinking. Thoughts that slow you down. Thoughts that tell you you can't succeed. You're broke. You're busted. You can't go out without a mask. You can't do this. You're you're going to get sick. You're going to die. You're going to... Everywhere you turn, there's something that wants to slow you down. You have to understand that we have to get rid of... Though it says get rid of the weight. So stop listening to anything that slows you down. Stop listening to the words by people that don't have any clue about the creator of the universe, but they just want to tell you what you're doing wrong and how, and anything that can stop you or slow you down. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Each one of us, each one of us who knows the Lord, who's accepted the Lord, it's time for you to realize that God has a plan for your life before the foundation of the earth. He knew you would be right where you are right now in the situation you are. He knew that. He knew that before the foundation of the earth. He told you that. He gave you that. And he's not surprised by where you are and if you're stuck, and if you're wondering how to survive. He's not surprised. He wants you to survive. He wants you to prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will is for you to have everything you want and need to serve him, to serve him by faith. So here we are. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, not on ourselves, now, if you start keeping your eyes on yourself, you're going to start seeing all the things that are wrong with you. You're going to continually rehearse the fact that you can't do it. I can't do this alone. I can't do this. I, it's overwhelming. Whatever. Those thoughts that pop up, I'm telling you, keep your eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Your faith is perfected by Jesus, not by you. It is not you that's going to perfect your faith. That's That would be you performing, performance-based, keeping the law and doing everything right. You can't do it. I'll tell you that right now. I don't care who you are. You think you're holier than thou, keeping the laws. You broke one, you broke them all. So right now, Jesus, you keep your eyes on Jesus. He will perfect you. He will deliver you. The Holy Spirit will transform you. That's his job. You can't do it. What are you doing? Keep your eyes on Jesus, the champion. He's our champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross. He endured the cross because of the joy awaiting him. He dis disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in a place of honor beside beside God's throne. He God promised him that if he would do this, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit would he the joy would be so overwhelming. Yet he had to go through this cross, this suffering, this pain, and die on the cross for us. And the day he died, the day he descended into hell, the day that he rose from the dead, with Satan defeated, he took the keys from the kingdom of darkness away from them, knocked the gates of hell off their hinges. When he did that, he paid the debt for every human that ever was born and ever will be born in this earth. The debt was paid. All are reconciled to God. All are reconciled. Do you agree that he paid the debt? Okay, because here's the clincher. Every name of every person that's born since Jesus died and rose from the dead has had their debt paid. It's totally paid. You owe God nothing. You don't have to go to the courts of justice and be judged for your sin. He paid the price for your sin. So judgment day for you and for I, or myself, or as the day you accepted that he paid for your sin. When you accepted that Jesus died and paid for your sin, you had you were judged that day. And all your sin went under the cross. All of it. 
You can't perform your way out of where you are. You are absolutely, from God Almighty's perspective, forgiven for all debt. All debt. All debt forgiven. All debt. Once and for all. It's no longer performance-based. It's love-based. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die. Now, we still have to receive the payment. You know, I don't know today if anybody uses Venmo or Cash App or, or whatever it is. But when you send money to somebody, they have to receive the payment. And if they don't receive it because they don't believe it's there, then that money just sits there. That's kind of foolish. But that's the case with a lot of Christians. They, Jesus paid the price for our all complete debt of all sin once and for all. So that you can walk around with a conscious mind knowing that God is never going to judge you again. You're not going to, you were judged. Your judgment day for you has nothing to do with sin. It's if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord. Because that price of that sin was paid for. Now you can tell God it wasn't enough, but I wouldn't want to be the guy telling him that. I would want to be the guy saying, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your gracious grace, because it's that grace and mercy that has forgiven all. So it is my belief that all on the earth, their name has now been redeemed in God's eyes. However, their name could be blotted out if they don't receive the payment. One little step left. Receive it. Receive what Jesus did. Understand what he did. Receive by faith that Jesus paid your debt, that he got judged. He got judgment day for you. He got it for me. My judgment day was the day Jesus took it on himself in, on the cross. And he took my judgment. That's right. He took yours and he took mine. Judgment day is over, my friend. So if you're worried about you're never going to please God, you already please him if you have acknowledged his son as payment for your debt. So number one is to receive Jesus and what he did on the cross as your Lord and Savior. And then the Holy Spirit will begin to transform you. And you don't have to think about that either. God is doing the work. So let's read this some more. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in a place of honor beside God's throne. Pretty neat. Pretty amazing. Now, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit, this kind of fruit in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So, when Jesus died for you on the cross, you were delivered out from under the law. The law had a time and a place. The law was so that you would know you had sin. But the sin was paid for. 
judgment was made, the sin is retracted from your life because of the blood of Jesus. Now we receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes into us. Now we have to, we are receiving God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. And I'm going to read the fruit again, but here's what I want you to get. Who produces the fruit? Is it you? No. You don't produce the fruit. The Holy Spirit produces the fruit. Read it. I'm going to read it to you. Listen from that perspective. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. How is the Holy Spirit going to do that? Now we're going to go back to what I read earlier. Get rid of anything that's slowing you down. Let the Holy Spirit produce it. You don't even have to worry about how. You just have to say, Holy Spirit, take over my body. Holy Spirit, come in. Holy Spirit, produce joy. Produce love. Produce peace. Produce patience, kindness, goodness. I want you to. I want you to. Come, Holy Spirit. How many people are doing that that call themselves? I mean, so many Christians that I know accept the fact that Jesus died on the cross, but they don't even understand the judgment part because they're not going to be judged anymore. You walk around still feeling guilty? Come on, that is dealt with by the Lord himself. You've got to walk around feeling righteous in Christ. But now allow the Holy Spirit to have his way every day. So now our prayer becomes, thank you for this day, Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Holy Spirit, produce in me the fruit that you promised in the Word. You produce it, and ye will produce it. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done means Holy Spirit producing fruit. The Holy Spirit job is to produce the fruit. Not you, the Holy Spirit, but don't slow them down. Let them go. Invite them in. Allow them. Say, I don't know what I'm doing right. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I do know Jesus died for my sins. And Holy Spirit, have your way with me today. <coughs> Lead me today. Guide me today guard me today. Do whatever. I'm available to you, sir. Reporting for duty, sir. What would you have me do today? And he will, he will get this part. Not you. He will teach you what to do, tell you what to do, and produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I know there are people out there trying to figure out how to do these things, and every time you try, you fail. It's because you're trying to outdo God. <clears throat> you're trying to do it. You're trying to do it yourself. You can't do it. And the more you fight it, the more you lose. But you can surrender to the Holy Spirit, whose job is to produce the fruit. And he who began that work in you through Christ Jesus will continue that work 
until Jesus returns, bringing you to full completion. It takes a little time, but it's the Holy Spirit doing the work. I, I cannot emphasize that enough. That I, I talk to people all the time, and all of us that we, when we talk, we're, you know, it's like trying to do a better job. You're trying to perform. Well, you're no different than any other religion then. You're no different than any other, the Muslim faith. If you can have more good works than bad works, you'll make your way into heaven. If you can, and, and, and religiously in the, in churches in this country, it's all about good works, good works, good. That is not going to get you anywhere. That is not getting you into heaven. It's by faith in the Lord Jesus and then let the Holy Spirit do the work. Now you can go out and produce good fruit because you want to out of the love that God showed. You know, you don't even know how to love God. You know that? You don't. God had to show us how to love him. And it's through extreme mercy and mercy and mercy and grace that we learn to love God. Because every turn where we sin, it's forgiven. We sin, it's forgiven. When we acknowledge it and acknowledge that Jesus paid the debt for that. And the more you recognize that he actually paid the real debt for your sin, the less you want to do it. And that's the job of the Holy Spirit to get you, to transform you to the point where you no longer have those evil desires. The desires you had as a, as a person before you knew the Lord <clears throat> came from the world. It came from sin itself. It was born in you. We dream evil dreams. We have evil thoughts. And that is where Lucifer came in to feed people from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the evil. And so here we are now, having accepted Christ and what he did. He paid the price for your sin. Judgment day is over for you. You want to serve the, the Lord of the universe because of what he did for you. And out of the love he gave you, you want to love others. And the Holy Spirit's job, not yours, is to produce the fruit. He will teach you if you will let him. And I think it's important that we recognize that we, sh we need to yield to the Holy Spirit's teaching. Now, when you go out and drive a car and there's a yield sign, what does that mean? Put the hammer down and go faster. No, it means if there's somebody coming in that direction, you need to yield to let them go. That's the same thing you need to do with the Holy Spirit. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Yield to what he's telling you to do. Allowing him. Get out of the way. Don't slow him down. We're at a time where everything's speeding up. If you want to get closer to the Lord fast, if you want to see your, your life turn around fast, if you're broke, busted, sick, or disgusted, and you want to get out of that fast, I don't mean years, months, or weeks. I mean fast. The quickest way to do that is, number one, accept the fact that Jesus paid the debt for your sins. Two, accept the fact that God wants you to be healed. Three, allow the Holy Spirit to produce the fruit within you that will cause you to become free of everything that's plagued you up until this time. Every thought, every action, anything that makes you feel unhappy, 
the Holy Spirit will produce the fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You say, boy, I don't think I have any of those. Then you're slowing down the Holy Spirit. Don't slow them down. Invite them to move faster in your life. We'll be right back right after these messages to talk more about how God is transforming you in your life. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. And we're back. And thanks for hanging in there if you're still with us. Uh, we're talking about faith and how it works. You know, and I think a lot of Christians, unfortunately, uh, have a mental assent, uh, but it's not faith. In other words, they, they mentally ascend uh, in, in accept Jesus and, and they think everything's okay now. I'm going to heaven. My name's written in the book of life. Um, and, and, and truthfully, your name was always written in the book of life. It was just a matter of you sealing the deal by receiving the, the debt payment. Uh, it, it's like we're taking the money out of Venmo or Cash App. If you don't take it out, it's worthless. And, and so that's exactly what the transfer is about. You need to accept that. Uh, but a, your name, God's plan for you was always to go to heaven. Now, there are people who may not go, but it's not because of God. It's because of them choosing not to receive the debt payment. If you don't receive the payment. So there are people who say, oh, I believe in God. But they don't, they don't even know what they believe. And they haven't really received the debt payment. Um, and that's a mental ascent, but it's not a spiritual one. It's not real. Um, faith is all about earnest expectation and hope. Um, it, it, it's to believe believing what you just heard and starting to meditate on it and learn about it. That's what God wants us to do. Um, God's blessing from the very beginning, the first words Adam heard when he was created, God said, be blessed and go and multiply and subdue the earth and all that. And and so God's all been from the beginning. How do I bless the man that I made? And Satan comes along and wrecks that whole deal. And this is all about getting that blessing back. So you have to receive the money. You have to receive the debt payment that your sins were paid for at the cross, but you must receive that. So not just mentally ascending, but knowing in your heart that you, your judgment day took place. It's over. When Jesus comes back, it's not to judge you for sin. He can't. The sin's been dealt with. I'm sorry. If you're waiting to be judged for your sins, you're listening to the wrong people. Um, it's over. The debt's paid. You have to receive it, though. 
You have to receive it. And you have to receive it out of knowing the love of God did that for you. And when you really truly get that God loved you so much that he actually paid a price so that your judgment day was dealt with, then all of a sudden you want to love others like he loved you because you forgave your debt. And you know, there's stories in the Bible like that where, you know, God, this man forgives this huge debt for this guy who begged him to forgive it. He forgives it and then he turns around and, and he's demanding that people that owe him a little bit pay him. So God's forgiven the big debt, man, which is all of our sin. And what are you demanding from others? What is it you want them to do that makes you so mad that you can't stand when they don't do it? Because you're out acting like, uh, not merciful like God, but you're acting just like that man in the story. And God came back and he was not too, too happy with that man, was he? So what we want to talk about is how we live safely under the blood of Jesus. And what is it that God wants us to do? I said in the last segment that you can't, perf- you can't do it yourself. You're out from under the law. You cannot perform well enough You never will. No man ever performed and kept the whole law, except one, Jesus. No man, except for Jesus, ever kept every law. And if you broke one, according to the book of James, you broke them all. And Jesus even made it worse. He said, if you look at a woman and even think it, you did it. If you look at a person about thinking about you hate them or you want to murder them, you've done it. So in your heart, it's dealt with. But we want to receive a total debt payment so that we can walk around righteously forgiven of all debt, extending that same mercy and that same love to others. That's the message. That's the gospel, to love one another as Christ loved the church, as he loved you. What is so complicated? You are forgiven. You are, your debt Somebody literally, I mean, if you had a million billion dollar debt, somebody paid it because of love. They didn't ask anything in return. Will you accept it? And if you do, you should be pretty fired up and excited that you're not going to be judged. I think the churches still teach too much about you're going to be judged. You got to live up to it. Performance based. You're going to do this. You got, I read you that the job of the Holy Spirit is to do, now, if you want to refute the Bible, then go talk to God about it. I'm reading from the Word. I don't care what religion you are or where you come from. If you're changing the Word to meet your situation, you're missing the whole boat. So listen to this. This is John 6.29. Okay? Chapter 6, verse 29. New Living Translation. Jesus told them. Okay? Who said it? Jesus told them. Okay, you, if you got a problem with what I'm about to read, then you take it up with Jesus. This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. What? I'm going to read again. This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. Now, who has he sent? Jesus of Nazareth. God the Father, God the Son, and the God, the Holy Spirit, make up the divine trinity all in us when we accept the one he sent. Have you accepted the one he sent? Then you must, if you have accepted Jesus, then you must, you must understand the Father 
Son, and Holy Spirit are now present within you. And he, 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 the Father, Son, and Spirit, who began the work in you the minute you received payment for your sin, will continue that pay, that work and bring you to full completion. So the whole job, from the minute you say yes to Jesus, is the work of the Holy Spirit. You can, indeed, slow him down by lusting after things of the world and wanting more things and not listening to the Holy Spirit. Not that you shouldn't have things. You can have all you want, and you will be blessed. God wants you to be blessed, but he wants the Holy Spirit to show you how to get it so that you can have it faster, actually, and not get worn out and wear your body out and get stressed out and be depressed, broke, busted, anxiety. I mean, God wants to bless you if you will let him show you how. So our job is to accept Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit in us allow him to do the work. Get out of the way. How do you get in the way? You get in the way by fearing. By Fear is prayer in reverse. It's like just expecting the worst to happen all the time. Do you ever meet anybody like that? They just expect the worst to happen. What's the deal? They expect the worst to happen. So, guess what? They interfere in the Holy Spirit's job, which is to teach you to expect the best to happen. Who's slowing down the Holy Spirit? You are. However, the Holy Spirit will not quit. And the Holy Spirit will bring you to a place in your life where you surrender all to the Lord. Now, you may not um, get your get your get everything you wanted because of the way you interfered, but it's you and I that have to get out of the way. All we have to do is surrender and allow the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for what you did on the cross for me. Father, I thank you that my sin is paid for. The debt was paid. Judgment is over. That's terrific. Now, Holy Spirit, okay, there's a lot of neat things I can do for the Lord in this life, and I would love to have a, a, a nice home and, and, and my family taken care of. And He, Lord already knows that. <clears throat> Here's the one thing I've realized. Every dream, every goal that you have, God didn't find out about it when you thought of it. He knew it before you ever thought of it. He knew you were going to want it. He knows what you want, and he wants to give it to you. But he wants you to surrender to the Holy Spirit, bringing it to pass. And he will, if we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. So the more we stop trusting in our own ability to do anything. And the more we trust in the Lord doing the work, the Holy Spirit doing the work, the quicker, the quicker it comes, the quicker it comes. We're all about fast today. And it's time, believe it or not. You know, it's time to see miracles in a day. It's time to see them in 24 hours. It's time to see manifestations of God's power through the believers now, instantly, I don't remember, I was looking for it in the Bible, uh, if you can find it, let me know, where somebody who came to Jesus expecting a healing, and Jesus said, okay, this is the kind that takes a day or a month, or maybe even six months, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to start praying for you today, and let's see how it goes, and come back in six months, and we'll see how it's working out. I don't remember finding that in there. It was more like they were healed. Things happened. Well, you 
are a child of God. You are born again. You are able, Jesus said, to do greater things than I've done because I've gone to the Father. And in you, in you is the Holy Spirit who does the work. It is not you doing the work. It's not you doing the healing. It's not you doing the gathering of money. It's not you doing anything other than acknowledging the Son of God has the power in you to transform you, and he paid the debt for your sin. You are paid for. You can walk around with your chest out, righteous, righteous. I am the righteous man of God, not because of any any work that I've done, not because of, I'm never going to be able to point to anything that I did myself and say, look what I did for you. It's going to be Jesus revealing to you what he did for us. And see, in the Old Testament, it was all about what we had to do for God, keeping the law. But in the New Testament, it's all about what he does for us. And all we have to do is get out of the way. So our whole life is all about getting out of God's way and receiving the fullness of what it means to be redeemed. You have been redeemed from poverty, sickness, and death. All three came at the same time. Poverty, sickness, and death. Have you received the the blessing. Have you, are you, are your mind just mentally ascend and now you think you're holy and God-like, but that's all the further you grow. Or did you use your, are you using your talent that God gave you? Or do you bury it? Oh yeah, I accepted Jesus, but I'm going to bury my faith because that's scary. I don't know how that works. So you let fear work. Oh my gosh, turn on the TV. You know, there's never been a time like this we're all over the world, and, and information is just flowing with disasters and, and things that you don't want in your, in your mind. But you, you allow them to go in your mind. And now, as more than ever, we want the Holy Spirit to renew our minds with the Word. You want the Holy Spirit to do the work. You want the Holy Spirit to do the work. So Jesus told them, the, the only work God wants from you is believe in the one who he has sent. That's it. And he will do the work. Philippians 2, 13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So God is in you. If you've accepted Jesus and the Holy Spirit, he's in you, working in you, giving you the desire. He's giving it to you. You can't manufacture it. You can't make it up. You say, I don't know why I feel like serving God. I don't know what to do, but I just want to talk about God. I just want to learn more about Jesus. That's because he's giving you the desire. Let him go. Let the Holy Spirit go. He gives you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So if what pleases him, what do you think pleases him? Praying for people? You don't have to beg God. You just need to follow the rules and go and bless others. Pray for others. Receive for others. Tell them the good news. You see, the good news, my friends, the good news is that someone paid the price, the debt, so you don't have to be judged by the king of the universe on judgment day. 
all God is all just. Justice prevails throughout God's kingdoms. And God must enforce his judgment, his justice. But he loved you. He loved man so much that he was willing to pay that price so you don't have to be judged. Because if you were judged, God would have lost you for all eternity. You, you, your performance did not live up to what's necessary for the judgment of the king of the universe. However, when you arrive in that court, the judgment in that court, and he says, here's so-and-so, and what is it that we're judging him for today or her for today? And they say, this debt's been paid. I said, okay, pass by. And you said, only that way when you've received it and you understand that you're, you have been forgiven. But that's by faith. And it begins the whole process of transforming you. So it is God working in you, giving you the desire and the power. And all we have to do is get out of the way. Let him go. First John 4, 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. So in the world, the Spirit of Lucifer who took Adam away from the tree of life and put forever in this earth the sin, the doubt, the fear, the unbelief, the sickness, that Spirit that's here, I'm going to read this to you again, but you who have accepted the debt payment belong to God. You are no longer yours. He bought you back. He first had you. He made you. He made Adam and he had Adam. Adam had free will, gave that ownership over and became a slave to Lucifer. But he, God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit paid the ransom and got us back. Okay? We belong to God. You belong to him, but he'll still let you not come with him if you don't want to receive the payment. My dear children, you have already won a victory over those people, the other people that have not accepted the payment. It's offered to all. The debt payment is offered to all, but you've won the victory because you've accepted it. Because the Spirit who lives in you because you've accepted it is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. So now in you is the greater Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit work. Offer your life to God. Accept the fact that He did all the work for you. you he's not expecting you to do... I mean, he, every, you know, I watch Christians all the time trying to outperform God. They get worn out. I'm trying to do the right thing. Trying to do, Let the Holy Spirit do the right thing through you. It's so much more fun and easier. 1 Corinthians 10.13 The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted... He will show you a way out so you can endure. So here, here, here we go, man. You know, um, you, you have been set free from all your sin. And here comes Satan dangling in front of you all these temptations. How about this? Would you like to do this? Oh, look, try this. 
This looks like fun, doesn't it? Look what they're doing. That you could really be, you could, that would be so pleasurable for you. He's dangling. I remember uh, one time uh, with some friends, we were in Paris, France, and, um, and they were carrying a baby and, and around the Eiffel Tower, we were standing there and people were, these people were trying to sell tokens or sell toys to the kids. So they would dangle them in front of the kids. And then the kids would cry and want them, and then we'd have to pay for them if we wanted them, of course. And that's how they made money. And I just know that the dangling really affected me because I was like, get away, get away. And I, I knocked it out of the guy's hand because it wasn't even my kid, but it was something I saw as demonic. And I, I said, just no, the key word there in France was no merci, no merci, no merci. Not that, no thank you. And so they just dangle it. And that's what Satan's doing. He's dangling all these lusts, all these things of the flesh. So what happens is when you get tempted, if you fall for them, you slow down the progress. You're not, <coughs> once you have accepted your debt payment, you'll be forgiven for the sin. I'm not telling you to go sin. I'm not saying that at all. You won't want to when you realize how it's slowing down the process for you being blessed. You're going to want to stop everything that's interfering that way. All the temptations, but they're there. But everyone has the same ones. So the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. He'll get you through it. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so you can endure. He's going to show every single time. All you have to do is know your debt's been paid and acknowledge the fact that you'd rather serve him than all these temptations. When you are tempted, and if you should fail, you have an advocate with the Father who says, oh no, oh no, he's, he's forgiven because he accepted the payment. Once you accept the payment, you're forgiven. You do have to judge yourself and choose to follow the Holy Spirit. But that's a day-to-day -day process, and that may not end until Jesus returns. So every day, whenever you, you're tempted, and if you fail or whatever, you get up, turn to the Lord, surrender to God, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you out. God will always, always, always fight, make a way to lead you out. So I, I tell you, you know, it's amazing to me how complicated people make these things, but how easy they really are when we trust the Lord. He will do the work. That's the big word here. He will do the work. He did the work on the cross, and He, the Holy Spirit, will do the work in you. All you have to do is yield. Yield and yield to the Holy Spirit. More of you, less of me. I pray to God, help me. You know, just so one more scripture here, Second Corinthians 3:18. New Living Translation. So all of us who have had the veil removed, so removed, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. So what I'm talking about, hopefully, is removing a veil that, you know, you, you couldn't see all these things before. Um, you, you were not able to see all the things that God is doing for us, um, because or what he did for us, because it was a veil of religion, a veil of fear, a, v, a veil, like a dark veil that just, you can't clearly see the message, the gospel. The gospel is Jesus paid a real price so you don't have to go before an extraterrestrial God 
who created it all and be judged. Have you ever been in court? It's, you don't know what mood the judge is in. You don't know what kind of day they've had. You don't know what's going on and you get, I mean, it's awful. And if you had to go before the courts of heaven for real, I'm going to tell you something. That gavel slams down and says, you're condemned. But no, you won't be condemned because, oh, look, your debt was paid. Boom, free to go. Enter into heaven. Enter into a heaven full of life, full of adventure, full of everything you ever desired. Physically, spiritually, you know, you think you have some desires of the flesh that you don't know what to do about? In heaven, God already knows what they were, and He, in the right way, you will have them. So all I can tell you, God wants you to be blessed. You have to trust Him. There's a right way and a wrong way, and the right way is His way. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. The process of the Holy Spirit is to change you into the glorious image of God. You can't do it. It's the job of the Holy Spirit. He's in you. He's saying, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me get you there. And what do you have to do? Surrender. Yield and say, yes, I want that. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. What's so hard? God wants, you know, all the things you think you want that you're fighting to block God out on, He already wants you to have, and He wants to give them to you. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. Expect the debt payment. Get your judgment dealt with, absolutely, and allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. Stop slowing Him down. Allow the Holy Spirit to take you on the fast route to receiving all the blessings that God promised to Adam before he ate from the wrong tree. Just go on a faith diet and you'll have a great week and just receive from the Lord all that he has to give. He's got a lot to give. He loves you, he loves you, and he loves you more. We're out of time. I will see you next week. We'll talk more about being all in with the Lord. And I hope this moved you enough to realize what God has done. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time.